0: $10. Good to see you, Chaim Perez. Yes, yes, yes. How are you? I'm fine. You have to teach me how to use it. I hope that's some good news to the doctor. Good news? I'm working on those parasites for the brain for you. Uh, good news, I'm going to see my daughter and tea tomorrow. Oh, beautiful. We got for sure on this. Awesome. All right, let's get started. I'll be close. So, in, in the discourse, we learned something which I'm calling the domino effect. There's a relationship between the the godly energy in the circumstances that you're in and your reaction to those circumstances and the method and the approach you need to have for those circumstances that you're in. Good. Two kinds of circumstances that we learned about are Birr and Nusayin. Birr means that the godly energy that is in the experience is... Although it's hidden, it's not. It's not like you're living in Gan Eden, but it's not in a way that it, it's. It, you, you're living in a circumstance where all you could see is darkness. With with effort, you could see the the goodness and the purpose of your situation. In that scenario, in order to um, to unearth and to find and extract the godliness of the experience, since there is some light in the experience, it's not total darkness. There, there's some, you, you could understand the purpose of the experience. So it's possible for you to scrutinize the details using your heart, using your mind, and to figure out the role of divine providence. I'm trying to find this for a long time. I met someone in Europe York who told me two parts of it. There's a part from Dakshan. says everything's by divine providence. Right. And, and, and and it's possible for us to, when the last thing, Everything we see or hear. So Dakshan says three conditions in order to be able to. Uh, to uh, know what the role of divine providence is, what oh. what, what what is it for? Okay. So Volshamtev said, it's through saying a, a chapter of Tehillim with, uh, with 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 your whole heart and doing doing a favor to someone in a way that that takes you beyond your comfort zone. Those are two things that are uh, that are helpful to being able to see the role of divine providence and to know what the shkocha practice is. Why does Hashem bring the circumstances to me? That that the, the, the going out of yourself to help someone and ask and davening asking Hashem to help you know, those two things are, are very helpful. There's a third thing also that I don't know. Uh, I Just remember those three. Anyway, so, so that's one kind of scenario. other scenario is that you are total darkness. And the reason you're in total darkness is because the divine spark in the circumstances that you're in is completely hidden. So all that you see is just impossible. And since the divine spark is completely darkened, and the only thing that remains of the divine spark is its core, the way that to approach a circumstance is not by trying to scrutinize the details of the circumstance. When you try to circum- scrutinize a situation of total darkness, you're a dead duck in the water. You're, 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 there's, no, there's, no, uh, there's nothing to look for. The only thing you could do in that kind of circumstance is instead is to look inside yourself. And, the same side, and to summon your, your core. A Jew has a part of himself which is totally devoted to Hashem, beyond logic and reason. A, a bitulatz me. He's totally uh, no. He, um, ab, he has a sense of abnegation for the will of God, and because of that, a Jew does not want and cannot sever his bond with God. So instead of looking at the circumstances you're in, instead you have to summon your core. And because you are summoning your core, therefore you're able to find the divine spark whose core is still intact. Yes, the light of the divine spark has has darkened. But the core is still there. So when you summon your core, you're able to, to get in touch with the core of the godly spark that is animating your circumstances. So that's the that's a domino effect. Where there's a little bit of light, you could use your light to find the light in the circumstance. Where there's total darkness, all there is is essence. You have to use your essence to, to, to uh, brave through the darkness. That's what you learned. Um, in the last uh, four sections of the Mimer, the Rebbe continues on to discuss in detail um, number one, what does it mean to circum- scrutinize circumstances that you're in uh, when, when there are when there is some light there and uh, what does it mean to summon your core when there is no light there and how come it's specifically this kind of a challenge where you don't know where to go that um, that Hashem gives us specifically before the Kameh Mashiach specifically before there's something amazing that's going to happen to you, uh, whether it's the actual Kong Mashiach or another amazing blessing, there's there, there, we find this concept of of a unique challenge. So the question is, why is that so? Why before a new revelation is there a, a hard challenge? What's, what's the connection? So let's go first to discussing the um, the the kinds of circumstances where we're able to find some light in circumstance. So, it says in the Zohar the time of prayer is the time of work. Although the time to the, the time that's dedicated to find the godly spark, whatever circumstance you're in is when you're eating and drinking involved in the physical, that's when you need to look for the godly spark so why are we talking about the time of prayer? Why is time of prayer considered the time of war? The war, the battlefield seems to be the time you're eating and drinking and engaged with the physical. However, in order that the physical item that's in your life should not bring you down, by the contrary, you have to elevate the physical and find the godly spark and elevate it. You have to first weaken the opponent, both within yourself, in your body, and your animal soul, and you have to also weaken the physicality and corpality of the world. And that is the meaning of davening. Davening is called time of war. Da- davening weakens the body in the animal soul. That means by meditating before you pray. And then again, while you pray, about the angels, which are the source of the animal soul. The animal soul's origin is from the God- uh, the angels that carry God's chariot by thinking about the service of God of the angels as we do in, the, in, in, our, in our prayers so, through this you cause the animal soul and the body to be weakened. And because the body and the animal soul are weakened, automatically that also causes that in your share in the world, meaning what you are meant to do in the world is also, it's not as opaque, it's not as, as impossible as it was before. And that's the reason why it's forbidden to eat before you pray. And it's forbidden to do business involved and, and, and get involved in your own personal things before you pray, because before you have established before you've caused some kind of weakening of the, of, of, of the um, physical, both within yourself and within the sh- your, your part of the world, there's room to be afraid that not only will you not be able to elevate the godly spark that's in the physical world, not only will you, will you not be able to elevate the physical, on the contrary, the physical will bring you down only after you've prayed. That's what the Torah says, to have breakfast and all the other things which are associated with extracting sparks of the physical. Because once you've already caused it to be some kind of weakness in through your davening, through your prayers, that's the beginning of the war, the war. As the Zohar says, the time of prayer is a time of war. So once you've already fought through the first stage of the battlefield, then you can continue and go to the second stage. As the Zohar says, bread is eaten on the tip of the sword. I don't, um, um, I don't know this personally, but Amil Sibol Vashal, he said that you could see that in the earlier years of the Rebbe's leadership, when the Rebbe would cut the challah, you could see that he was exerting himself, like very hard, it's hard for the Rebbe, so to speak, to cut the challah. He doesn't know what it means spiritually, but he, it, it definitely um, sounds like the Zohar says, that bread is eaten on the tip of the sword, that there's a fight to um, find the godly spark in the physical things. So if the Rebbe is doing that on behalf of a soul, and therefore it's hard for the Rebbe to cut the chala, I have no idea. But uh, it's, 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 inter- it's interesting. Anyways, so after you've already... Daven, because you davened, you've already caused the animal soul in your body to be weak and not just your body, animal soul, you also caused the world around you to for, for the physicality and the world around you not to be so opaque. So now you're able to get engaged with the physical world, and therefore, when do you engage the physical world specifically after that? Before that, you're not allowed to eat, you're not allowed to be involved in, in, in the, your uh, business, etc as we learned many times, except when you're if you're eating for the sake of davening if you want to have yotah daven better then you eat, but the time of breakfast the time you're supposed to engage with the physical world that's after that so what's the method that you are using to engage with the physical world there is a conversation, there is a discussion you're scrutinizing, you're thinking and that's how you're elevating the physical world you're trying to find the purpose and meaning and goodness of your circumstances so, because the godly sparks in the physical of things in your life are to you, they're not in a way that they that just their core exists, but also there's some light there, there's some holiness there. Therefore, it's possible for you to engage in a conversation where there's thrust and parry with this back and forth until you're able to elevate them, because there's, the godly spark is not just darkened completely. There's there's some there's some there's some light there. Therefore, when you meditate in daven with the purpose of the physical and 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 the, and the meaning of, of Hashem's uh, divine providence and Hashem's care for everyone, and you get into it, so then you're able to go in the physical world. The physical world is a continuation of what you would discover in davening. Davening discovered how the Eibushter is Hashem Hashem is one, nothing besides Him. And now you go in the physical world and you're looking for that, and you could do that. That's when you're dealing with something which is not completely dark. However, when you're a situation where Hashem is challenging you, since the godly spark and the challenges in a way, it went last week that the kosher item itself becomes non-kosher, that the dark that the spark itself becomes darkened, like the darkness of the three impure klippas which are not kosher, then it's impossible to go to approach this with a war and with a back and forth because there's nothing to grasp onto to begin the war. There's no there's no there's no there's, there's no chink in the arm in the armor of the enemy, so to speak. All there is is darkness. You're dealing with a non kosher situation. As I mentioned last week, um, unlike other non kosher items, like a horse, let's say, the horse is not completely about darkness. The horse can be used to bring you somewhere to that you need to get to. The horse, is not even though the horse is not kosher, you can eat it. The horse has some things in there which are which are which are beneficial. You could have a you could have a pleasure. You could have benefit. From any non-kosher things, although you can't eat them, but a, a challenge is a circumstance in which all there is is darkness. There's not the whole purpose of the circumstance is completely just about you summoning your your essence, about you reaching into yourself and saying, "I'm not letting go." So the way to to approach the challenge is by inspiring the strength of your core and the devotion of to Hashem you have in your very core. That, you, that it's impossible to be any other way, and you must overcome this challenge, because th- you have no other road to go on. You're the, that's, that's, the, that's a conversation that you're having in your mind. It can't be any other way. I have to overcome this challenge. There is no other road. And since you're serving Hashem because of the power of your core and devotion to Hashem you have within you, that means you're not serving Hashem with something which stems from the soul light, revelation, logic, reason. Rather, you're serving Hashem with your very essence because you are serving Hashem with your very essence. Therefore, you're also able to extract the godly spark, which is in the challenge, because the godly spark also has its essence. Its essence is still intact. Okay. So, basically, that, 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 that section of my memory, which is in section three of this discourse, um, there's, no, there's, there's no copies left over there. Uh, yeah, last week. I hope I hope people will understand the language today. Alright, conversation. Okay, I once had a conversation with my yisaidim yeah. about a chadchila river. I met Goldman, and he was saying a chadchila oh, river is a big challenge, and I was like means you go straight over and go straight over the challenge like that that that, that 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 conviction there's no room for challenge in that and that, that kind of uh, um, perspective so the grandfather says yeah that's true once you once you've hit thela river there's no challenge but to get river is a challenge <laughs> in a similar way this that um, we have five parts thank you I think I find on a personal level that the bar keeps on going up. You, you <laughs> achieve what you think the is today, that's good for today. Tomorrow is a wait a minute, I, didn't I achieve it yesterday? The bar keeps on going up. As, as one Jew said to me, that Hashem testing you means Hashem thinks you could just jump higher than you do. Yeah. yeah. That was be tested. Anyways, but um, there are five parts of the soul just like to five parts of the godly soul there are five parts of the animal soul um, and the highest part of the godly soul is Yechida and so too the highest part of the animal soul is also called yechidah. in general we looked learned a few times how the animal soul doesn't animal soul doesn't really have Yechida Yechida is a unique kind of bond with something where it's impossible to separate so this kind of bond that Jew has with Hashem there isn't a, it's not a similar kind of relationship we have with physical things the five kinds of energy of, 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 of the soul are um, action, feelings, understanding, desire, and pleasure. That's a loose, rough translation of the five parts of the soul. Action, feelings, understanding, desire, and pleasure. So the animal soul also has, Yechida is associated with pleasure. So it's as in Tanya that sometimes a person in order to earn a living, to make a, a dollar, they could do something which is completely insane, completely crazy, because it cares so much about the physical that they just they just, they just lose themselves. So there is a, that kind of crazy attachment, but even that crazy attachment has a limit. The kind of experience of it's five o two and you're driving with the four o five. You didn't have mincha yet. Oh, I have to stop in have mincha. That doesn't exist in the animal soul. Animal soul doesn't have anything like that. Nothing animal soul that has that kind of connection that a Jew has with Hashem. Ani da'av mincha is something does not exist in, in the world. There is no other kind of relationship that exists in the world that has that da'av mincha everything has to stop. There could be, a, there could be a, an addiction, there could be a crazy infatuation, yeah, but but the idea of a a, a bond that everything else is meaningless because of this bond, that, that only exists in, in a Jew. You give him serious nafesh. A Jew gives his life to Hashem. It's giving you a life in, in a way that You're not thinking about getting Ganeid, you can't not... um, You can't separate yourself from Hashem, you can't bow to another idol, to another god, because you can't separate from Hashem. So that's a different kind of gear. The Yechida, the very core of the soul, the animal soul's Yechida gets transformed. So is there a challenge? There's certainly a challenge. However, when you reveal within yourself your Yechida... The animal souls, yichida, get swept along with with it. If you're talking about logic, always, the, the way Hashem created logic is that there's always there's always another perspective. And Parashas gracious Hashem says, "You know, man was a bad idea. Man was a failure. Though. This project, man was was bad. Let's destroy a man." Parsha, because man has a bad heart. Parsha's Noach says, "You know, man has a bad heart. I'm never going to do this again again to them. I'm never going to destroy a man because they, what can they do? They, they have a bad heart." The same logic why God destroys man is the reason why God says I'm never going to destroy man. That's how logic works. Logic can always be used in different different perspectives. You always have the same reason to do two opposite things. That's when you're using logic or using feelings. Feelings and logic have always a back and forth, always different perspectives. However, the yechida, the essence of the neshama, the essence of the soul, means that I cannot separate myself from Hashem. I desire to go to Hashem. When that's revealed, there's no room for discussion. It's like, like a child. A child says, "I want this Tati. So you can explain to them, "Well, you're going to get a cavity if you have that." In most cases, the child is not convinced. We'll deal with that later. <laughs> child, the child is scared of going to the dentist, but he's not. He's not. He's not concerned with, with the candy in, in the immediate future. The cabin, yeah. he, he wants the candy. So, similar when, when when we're talking about a a revelation of your pleasure and gallions that you decide I want the Abishra, I enjoy the Abishra, I don't want other things that that feeling that perspective um, transforms the, the all the all other attractions that are going on make them meaningless. Let's think about well, not going too too, too much in a pill pole. Think about a person who has gone whose uh, whose who's, who's life is being challenged and. He has to either accept uh, Christianity or get killed. The guy doesn't have any, um, any religious background. He's not into this stuff. But because he's a Jew, he says, I can't do that. I'm Jewish. I shouldn't do that. So after he, the guy who was holding the knife to his throat, has to show him, he says, You know what? I Change my, my mind. You know what? Whatever. I don't care about you. So he leaves. He may celebrate in McDonald's. This Jew doesn't know anything, right? So he may celebrate, we go to McDonald's and have a cheeseburger and celebrate the fact that my life was saved. He may celebrate McDonald's. However, his whole entire being, Rebbe Hashab says, is, has been transformed. Because he exhibited this kind of sacrifice to, Jew, to, to Hashem, there's something that, that, that does, the whole every fiber of his being is transformed. When Yechida is revealed, the essence of Hashem is revealed, there is no, there's no room for anything else to have meaning. So if you will learn about what, how what kosher is, what non kosher is, it wouldn't be hard for him to to make his life kosher and to keep shabbos and all the other things that are that other people find challenging, because he's revealed as yichidah. He says yakhida has been revealed. So 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 the the um, when yichidah is revealed, all other kinds of attractions are, are are negligible they don't have anything to say. In the presence of Yechidah. There's no, there's no similar kind of attachment. So That's why it says in Chasidah that when you experience a challenge, um, once Yechidah is revealed, there's no challenge. Yechidah means that your pleasure is in godliness. You desire Hashem. Why is there a challenge? The challenge is because you have one pleasure, but another pleasure, one desire. But Yechidah is the deepest pleasure that you have that you want to aim at. That kind of pleasure, that kind of attachment, makes all. In the, in the face of that kind of attachment, everything else is, is negligible. Does that make sense? No? It's a famous story for me. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. The McDonald moment. Yes, it makes sense. All right. So, so in Tanya, talks about how a Jew has the perspective. Everything God does is for the good. And that's not how we feel, right? We feel with, when the stocks go up, it's Hashem God doing good. When the socks go down, we feel like it's not good. But that's only from the perspective of me as a human being. The perspective of Yechidah, my Yechidah is revealed. So stocks go up, the stocks go down. It's, 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 not, it's not important. It doesn't matter. When Yechidah is present in your life, it's in other words, think about the Jews who are at Mount Sinai. And they said every day, by the way, a Jew should do this. Every day a Jew should, should close the, the, the door and sit down and picture the giving of the Torah and how when the jewish people got the torah all there was was giving the torah all there was moshua gave us a new mitzvah wow what's the new mitzvah Moshe gave us there's now a new mitzvah tzitzis. such an excitement that everyone has to, that's what we're supposed to look at our daily life think, well what's important what's not important so in a similar way um once you got once your yechida is present there's no challenge to get your yechid to be revealed to reveal that you don't want to separate yourself from hashem yes that's a challenge but once you've revealed your Yechidah, there is no challenge. Once Yechidah has been revealed, the animal souls' attractions are. are are, are that a thing. So, uh, the stocks are going down, stocks are going up. If I'm at the level of Yechidah, it doesn't matter. Whatever Hashem does is for the good. It's all good. So, that's what the mimer means when it says that when you serve Hashem with your Yechidah, there is no challenge because you've reached a point in yourself that reach of place in yourself which has equanimity it's all the same that you feel that the, the, you, you're at, at at a zone in yourself that it's only we'll stop over here any other questions okay have a great day so 1988 i was at the island with my kids assuming my vote and i didn't